Hello and welcome to the Bucket Lister podcast. Join your host, Keith Crockford, along with special guests who have traveled the world, here to share stories of their adventures and plenty of inspo to add to your bucket list. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Bucket Lister podcast. I am your host, Keith Crockford, and today I am flying solo again because I've got no one to talk to this week because Jake's away in Morocco again. Um, and it gives me actually a good opportunity to talk about what I wanted to talk about today, and that is Lukla Airport again. And although things have calmed down a little bit now, I just wanted to kind of do this short podcast today to talk about the problems we've had with Lukla Airport and Everest Base Camp Island Peak trips in October. Um, obviously, I did a podcast um, well, a good couple of months ago now with the changes to um, flying from Ramchap rather than Kathmandu. So just to recap, if you haven't heard that episode, um, the, the government in Nepal, they made a change um, during the peak seasons of um, Lukla. So in the spring season, in the autumn season, that flights weren't going to fly from Kathmandu. They were going to fly from Ramchap, which is about a four and a half hour drive from Kathmandu. Um, I'll put a link to the show notes where I go into more details of that. Um, but what happened at the start of October um, was that the weather um, in the in the valley was so bad that flights were not flying um, and it caused quite a lot of problems in in Ramchap and also in Lukla with with people getting stuck and I just wanted to kind of go over today um, what happens if that happens in reality um, because obviously people need to be um, prepared for it because it's the weather and there's not a great deal anyone can do about it now flying for flight going into lukla obviously it's the world's most apparently the world's most dangerous airport and obviously they are very cautious with when they are flying um and the slightest bit of cloud cover they need to have um a certain amount of visibility to be able to fly um and for long long periods of time they just didn't have that and in the end there was a there was a few days before our group got there our first group for the autumn season there was there was kind of two or three days where flights hadn't gone for and then then they started flying again and then our group then arrived down to ramchap ready to fly the next day um and it pretty much was six days without any flights heading to Lukla. Um, now, bearing in mind there are between 30 and 40 flights a day with each aircraft carrying 14 um, passengers, that soon amounts up to quite a lot of people. Um, I mean, our first group, our Everest Base Camp group that went out, they were stuck for a day and then three flights managed to fly the next day. Um, and we actually managed to get um, two of those flights for our group. So we were really lucky with that, that our group did manage to get away on that one. But our Island Peak group wasn't so lucky. 
um, and there were no flights then for for six days. Um, at one time, there was reported that there were two thousand people waiting to fly to Lukla in Ramchap, which is just a crazy amount of people. Um, and obviously, we changed um, we changed the way we run our trips now. Because what a lot of companies were doing, or what they're still doing actually, is they're staying in Kathmandu, getting up at like two, half two in the morning, and then driving down to Ramchap for a flight first thing. What we're doing is leaving in the afternoon, getting down to Ramchap the night before, so groups have got chance to go to bed, have some sleep, and then get up in the morning ready for their flight. But what that did mean for our groups, and we were really fortunate was that they had accommodation throughout where they were staying and they didn't get kicked out. So we were really lucky with our groups to to have that because there was plenty of people that were just kipping here, there and everywhere because there was nowhere for them to go. Obviously, the other problem they had was, was that um, helicopters were also not flying for quite a lot of it. And then obviously the demand for helicopters then just became absolutely ridiculous because everybody was trying to was trying to get onto helicopters. And that's one thing that I want to kind of make a point about is that obviously flights are booked um, and we will do everything we can to get people on flights. Um, and I think that's the important thing about going with a company because ultimately – um, you know, you've got people on the ground who are doing the work for you to get this sorted. Um, you know, there was so much pushing and shoving and people being moved in. You know, you really had to put pressure on to to get anyone to, to commit to anything. Um, but I think the in essence, you know, if you are going out to do an Everest base camp trek, I think, you know, you do need to budget potentially to have a you know, a journey in a helicopter as well, just in case. Now, obviously, you will get your flight refunded if you cannot get on the flight, um, and then that can go towards the balance of of the helicopter flight. But, you know, um, a helicopter flying up was um, $2,500, um, and five passengers can go in a helicopter at any one time. Now, it used to be six, but they've taken it down to five. Um so it pretty much works out at about $500 to have a seat on a helicopter. Now, that becomes a little bit more important when you need to come back from Lukla um, if you've got your return flight booked on the way home. So I think people just need to have that in mind and have a contingency that hopefully it doesn't happen, um, but there are chances that that then could happen to you if you were on a, a, an Everest base camp trek. Um, with our Island Peak group, um, they were unfortunate. They didn't get to fly the same day that our Everest Base Camp group did, um, and they were stuck in Ramchap for another two days. Um, and, you know, every night um, – I'll put a link in on, onto the show notes, but there's a, a really good YouTube um, video. Um, it's a live video of the runway uh, and of the airport at Lukla, and it kind of – half past 12 every night i was going on it um to have a look and and see what um what the weather was doing in the morning to see if our groups were going to get chance to fly that day or not because you know generally 
the weather in Lukla is pretty good in the morning. Um, and then it gets worse sort of towards lunchtime and into the afternoon, the cloud comes in. Um, but on this occasion, quite often Lukla looked clear, but it was clouds further down the valley that were preventing planes from taking off and, and they closed it beforehand. Um, so anyway, the, the Island Peak Group couldn't go um, and we were looking at other options. Um, and in the end, we made the call for them to get a two-day, um, to get on the Jeeps um, and drive up to Paplo um, and trek in from there, um, which was quite a big decision to make, really, because we kind of sat there and we had to make the decision on the morning. Um, and we were looking at the weather for for days to come. And it was... It, we didn't want to make the decision and then like two days later planes were going and our group were then having to do an extra two days trek to to get to the start point almost um but as it was it was another four days after we made that decision to when planes started flying so our group were already ahead of of where they of, of where others would have been at that point so in the end it was actually the right decision to make um but it did mean that we had to juggle the whole itinerary around for the group. They they still managed to get and do Island Peak. Um, but, you know, it was a decision that we had to make that morning. We didn't have any more days contingency. We were already short on days for that trip as it was in terms of the delays that they had had at Ramchat. Um, so, I mean, luckily they were a really strong group. They managed to, to get back off um, – island peak and come down quicker and gain another day on the way back just to give them an extra contingency day for flying home um but it was a little bit of a um it was a little bit of a, a panic at one time and i think when you are well, if you're thinking of doing an everest base camp trek then you really do need to be considering your contingency days um, either before you know, before and at the end of the trek as well. So it might be that you end up with a bit of extra time in Kathmandu at the end if everything goes well. But I think you would much rather that than potentially miss your flight home on an international flight because, because of that. Um, and that comes to another thing as well about, you know, your insurance cover um, and looking at miss you know, misconnection of flights um, and seeing if you would be covered for that just in case that did happen to you. Um, but, you know, there are other options there. Um, and it's it's one of those things that you do have to consider if you were going on a trek like that. And I was speaking to other company owners um, that had groups and that was stuck in Ramchap. And it was you know, they were turning some of their groups back and going and doing an Annapurna circuit track because they just didn't have the time frame left to get on the flights to get Everest Base Camp in. Now, I'm not saying don't go and do Everest Base Camp because obviously it's <clears throat> it's an amazing track. It's once in a lifetime track. But what I am saying is this is adventure travel and it's you know there's nothing we can do about the weather unfortunately um and i know it's really frustrating and i can understand it from a client's perspective when they're stuck in ramchap and you know they can't get out and do their trek but ultimately there is there is nothing that can be done about it and you know even even the few helicopters that were actually managing to fly it was carnage in ramchap because 
what was happening was it was becoming a bidding war. Like there were a few nationalities, and I'm not going to name the nationalities, but you know they were paying three times the amount to get on of you know the, the advertised price to get on a helicopter. And I knew groups that had helicopters booked, and when the helicopter came in, a load of cash got thrown at the at the helicopter company, and they just ended up taking another group because they were playing three times the money. Now, you know, I don't agree with that at all. I mean, that's you know, who's got that sort of money to to be throwing away to just to to get on a bidding war to to get on a helicopter. But um I think you know you have got to have um an open mind when you are going to go and do a trek like that. I mean we've never had it like we had it this October. This October was the worst I've known it from a weather perspective. Um but I think you know what I'm trying to highlight here is the fact that you really do need to have an open mind have some contingency days um and just be prepared that things are going to change um you know we do have acclimatization days on the trek which we don't really want to lose um on we don't really want to lose them because they're important for for climbing safely and for everyone acclimatizing properly we have got the opportunity on the way back to catch up a day on the way back um and we know this so you know we've got you know we've got some extra contingency in there when we're planning it um but i know a lot of people were um not even going from Kathmandu to ramchap they were driving straight to jiri and then again having a couple of extra days trekking in to start because they knew that with 2000 people already stuck in ramchap there was no point them um going up there and joining the queue in essence um so yeah that's that's the problems that we had um you know we obviously dealt with it the best we could um luckily all of our groups managed to to have the trip that they were wanting to do um but i know there were plenty of other groups that didn't get have that option that did go in turn around and go off and do a completely different trek in in the annapurna region or somewhere else because you know they just didn't have the time frame um so i think you know it's just about having an open mind you know knowing that it could be a problem um and kind of having that contingency in place as well as having that additional budget if you are gonna um need to to get a helicopter um and i think you know there are other things you know there, there were helicopters that were managing they couldn't land in lukla but they could land slightly further down the valley and then people were able to trek up from there and i think it's just knowing what your options are and i think if you are with a a company um that know what they're doing and do it all the time those decisions can kind of be made for you and i think the problem the biggest problem is is i think the way the way the culture is in nepal is from the outside it kind of looks like that not a lot's happening um but trust me there was there was a lot happening behind behind the scenes to make sure you know every option was was looked into and and we could get there so um you know if you think nothing's happening and from the looks of it things probably look like they're not happening but they really are that's just kind of the culture over there and you know someone is pulling the strings behind it but you you know you do need to make sure that you have you are with a company that is that is backing you up and you know we were 
you know, our leaders on the ground were in contact with the UK team. The UK team were in contact with our team in Kathmandu, who were in contact with the airlines. And it was just kind of one big circle going round to try and get everything sorted. But it, it happened and, and it happened successfully and with the right decisions in the end to to allow us to achieve what we what we got out there and did. Um, and I, like I say, I don't want that to put people off um, because it is an amazing trek. But I just think you just need to be, you know, weather is one of those things that, you know, although the bucket list company is an amazing company and we'll do whatever we can, there are some things that we can't really control in, in the weather. And the weather in Lukla is unfortunately one of those things. Um, but we will do everything we can. And, and other companies are doing the same. Um, you know, we're not we're not the only ones that work hard. But, um, you know, I just want people to kind of realize that this is adventure travel and things happen and you know the the guide on the ground can't really do a great deal um when it comes to when it comes to the airlines and when it comes to the weather um but that you know that also mean that you know look at what else is around trek wise because it could be that you know you might go and do you might think well you know my backup plan is going to be an annapurna base camp trek or my backup plan might be, you know, to go to Pokhara and do something else if that's the situation. And, you know, you might have to go back and do it another time, which, you know, very rarely is going to happen. Um, like I said, this was the worst October I've ever known. Um, and I think part of the biggest problem and why it was highlighted so much was because the problem was in Ramchap and not in Kathmandu. Um, obviously, Kathmandu has a lot of restaurants, it has a lot of hotels, it has a lot of infrastructure. Ramchap still doesn't have that at the minute. And having that many people stuck there really highlighted um, the situation. Um, obviously, other options you have is you can still get a helicopter from Kathmandu. Um, and if it can land in Lukla, and you don't have to go to Ramchap. So I know... Um, I know that is an option. Um, that's something that you can pre-book before you go out. Obviously, again, the weather is still um, it, it is still going to limit you if you can't land in Lukla, but you might be able to to land slightly further down. And if you can't fly, then you are still in um, you are still in Kathmandu. You're not in Ramchat. Obviously, that's going to have a, a a massive cost implication on your trip if you're going to fly from Kathmandu in a helicopter rather than rather than Ramchap. It is it's a lot further. Um, but you know, again, just look at what your options are. Um, you know, we we've just done a couple of trips for uh, small group trips for people who that want private groups, and one of those is booked um, a helicopter from Kathmandu rather than than traveling to to Ramchap. It's not something that we're going to look to do for our group trips because the cost is just too much. Um but if it's something that you want to do on a private trip, then you know we can certainly accommodate that and that's not a problem. Um, but the one thing I will say is generally it's the cost of a helicopter and you have to cover the cost of that helicopter and then you can have up to five seats in the helicopter but obviously what you've also got to consider there as well is if you have got a guide with you then you're going to have to pay for your guide to go on the helicopter with you as well if your guide is traveling from Kathmandu obviously if you're meeting your guide in Lukla that's not a problem but 
you know, you do need to think about um, the costs involved in that and whether you would need one helicopter or two helicopters, depending on the size of your group. And that's our problem is, you know, we were looking for our group. We needed five helicopters to, to move our group. Um, and with our Island Peak group, we needed three helicopters and we managed to get one day, we managed to get two helicopters, but we couldn't get the third and then we didn't want to split the group. So you're, you're constantly having to make decisions and juggle like that. So, um, like I said, this isn't to put anybody off Everest Base Camp. It's the most amazing trek. And if it's on your bucket list, then you should certainly go and do it. All I wanted to do was just to kind of highlight some of the problems that we've had this year um, or this this month. Um, this goes out on the 1st of November, but I'm recording this podcast on still in October, just about. Um, and I just want you know people to be aware that you know, they do need to think about that. Everything doesn't always go to plan. Um, and that kind of highlights the importance of having a good team looking after you to make sure they can they can help you as well. But that's all I wanted to say today. Um, hopefully you found this podcast useful. It's highlighted, you know, some issues that you might come, how to prepare for those issues. Um, and, you know, I don't want it to be completely doom and gloom, um, but I think, you know, highlighting that so you are prepared and you can kind of understand and know what, what your options are and what you could be asking for and what, you know, how you can overcome those problems. Um, I thought it would just be useful to, to go into that. So anyway, that's all from me today. Thank you ever so much for listening. Um, hope, um, you well, I mean the clocks have gone back it's pitch black and it's really early so hopefully um and actually I am heading out to Nepal in a couple of days as well so um but I will be back next week for another episode um and I've got a really really interesting episode next week where we're talking everything about Aconcagua and I'm chatting to one of our clients who went to Aconcagua a few years ago in looking at that trip uh, for climbing Aconcagua. So if that's something of interest to you, then make sure you listen next week, but I will catch up with you then. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bucket Lister podcast. Be sure to click follow to be alerted for next week's episode. For more travel inspiration, check us out at www.thebucketlistcompany.co.uk or follow us on socials. See you next time.